Good evening from Los Angeles, ladies and gentlemen, people don't give a fuck. I am Holiday Kirk. You were listening to the New Metal Agenda. We've got the, we've got the, you don't say dynamic foursome. What, what do you say when there's like four of you? Fantastic foursome? Uh, I got it. We got the fantastic. The four horsemen, maybe? Four we're, horsemen? Off to, we're off to That's a bad start. Metal. We're off to a bad start. Uh, the, the, the four foursome uh, is in the building tonight. So what's up, Z? What's up, Kirk? We got the elusive and always useful Wolf Rambats. Wolf, did you see me give you your, your credit in the Omerta episode? I did. Thank you very much. And a uh, happy woo to everyone here. Yes. And grandfather. Good evening, everyone. Always a pleasure. Did you forget um, his name? I got what? He did just doesn't want to say his it. Name? I tried. Uh, we got a big guest in the building tonight, y'all. And I, I just want to ask the man, you think you're special? You do. I can see it in his eyes. Please welcome to the to the show, Stephen Jensen. Stephen, you want to introduce yourself? Hey, yeah. Thanks for inviting me on, y'all. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, my name is Stephen Jensen. Um, I'm probably most known for my work at uh, Fightful.com covering pro wrestling. I uh, also used to work for MMA on Point, for uh, those of you who know that YouTube channel in the MMA space. So uh, that's kind of, uh, I guess, kind of where y'all might know me like through Twitter and stuff um, is, is from that. So appreciate y'all for having me on. Thanks for being no here. problem. This is going to be the tightest episode of the show ever because in order to maintain our schedule, I need to edit and get it out tomorrow. So we <laughs> are shit. we are there is no oh, no okay. downtime. We're doing forty five minutes and we are done. We are done. This is our Enjoy. sitcom episode. This is like The Simpsons. We're doing twenty one <laughs> minutes with room for commercials. So so I hope we can get it all out quick. Um, so one of the first, I don't know if it was one of the first videos I posted or like I just ended up on it. So so full backstory, I did not grow up on wrestling. I think that kind of music, uh, that kind of music, I think that kind of television gets one shot at you when you're like 13 and, and it either hits or it misses. And I never, I never got exposed to wrestling. So it missed. I have no interest in the sport. I find it kind of boring. Sorry. And uh, as, as the CEO of New Metal, I've had to play catch up on this. And I think I posted the, uh, legendary wrestlemania x7 my way promo the rock versus stone cold uh and i remember it getting a big reaction like fast like people just being like oh my oh my god oh my god this fucking promo oh and i had said something to the effect of like i was like yo wrestling fans like this promo more than the godfather and people and then i got a bunch of replies to that they were like we do we do and um, I'll, I'll confess to you, now that I've seen it, I've seen it a bunch of times, like just running this account and I repost it all the time. It is really well edited. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. It's a, uh, I mean, that that's, that's a legendary, I mean, honestly, if you ask most wrestling fans right off the top of their head, their favorite wrestling promo or video package or anything like that, most, if you grew up or you're anywhere around my age would, would say the WrestleMania 17 my way and and i know a big reason why you wanted me on tonight is because of like the tie-in with new metal and i mean that and that's like perfect example of just like especially in that era of like the late 90s early 2000s just just the new metal and professional wrestling and the, the attitude era just all just everything just hit all at the right time yeah, yeah 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 it was like perfect synchronicity and um you know the the show made bands to the point where like to me it's like i actually put i posted across the nation by by the union underground and a yeah. good friend of mine, Kevin Kenny, you guys know him. He asked me, he's like, he's like, were they a real band? I'm like, somehow, <laughs> somehow. Yes, they were they, a real, they had a whole they album. Well not have been though. <laughs> I know. And, uh, 
I think with some people, you catch some people and saliva is kind of like that, or it's like, or it's like, did they, did the WWE like create them or, and then I wonder um, if uh, Union Underground Spotify bio is still, we're coming back in 2017, y'all. Oh man. <laughs> they never changed it. They never came back. That follow up, baby. They're like, um, the, they're a one album wonder. They're like Moby Grape. If Moby <laughs> Grape was fucking awful. Yeah. Moby Grape reference tonight. You didn't see that coming. I had yeah. to come up with one record. No, no joke though. The Union Underground thing is funny because back when burning CDs was a big deal, I remember my buddy, like Union Underground, we only knew because of the raw theme song across the nation. And uh, because I'm sure y'all remember, like you had a certain amount of space on these CDs. So like you wanted to make it worth it. So Union Underground, we could only find like a few of their songs. Their CD might have only had like a few tracks or something. And I remember my buddy burning across the nation like every other song just to just to fill up the space on the CD. So it would be like whatever their song was across the nation, another song and, across and the nation. And then gave that to his girlfriend. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and they are now married. So I so well, just by quick, the way, just good news on the Union Underground guys, according to their Spotify bio. The Union Underground will release a new album this year, parenthesis, oh! 2019. 2019? Did you say 2019? Oh, oh. Yeah! They did not do that, by the way. <laughs> oh, no. Here we go, excited. Baby. I told you guys 2019 was going to be a good year. Every every January 1st, the lead singer from the Union Underground hops out of bed like, this is it, baby. This is going to be my year, baby. We're coming back. <laughs> update the Spotify bio. Update the, the Spotify bio. To prevent him from ever succeeding ever again. I don't fucking like them. I think they're no, they suck. <laughs> I think they're, they're bad. They're awful. Like, like they're one of like, like I put them in that crazy town box of bands that like started to figure out the formula, and were just making like what they thought would be big hits. And I fucking hate that band. They're like a uh, butt rockified Power Man Five Thousand. Dude, only <laughs> the one song, and that one song is such an egregious ripoff of When Worlds Collide, and the song is called Turn Me On, Mister Dead Man. Yeah, they should sue them. Like I feel they like they have a hot in that song too. I know, so Ooh. it's like worse on all counts. I feel like they have like a lawsuit for that one because that song is an insane ripoff. But like, like hold on, we're getting way too far ahead of ourselves. I just thought of something. There's a chance that people tuning into this are in a boat similar to me, and they don't know what the fuck we're talking about. So I'm actually going to let Steven do this one. Steven, can you define for the people what a promo package is? So are you referring to like a video package, like the My Way promo type of thing? And then, yeah, Yeah. like the the ones with like Saliva had one. Oh, sure. Yeah. So there there was actually like a a kind of a a period of time in like the early 2000s, especially when the WWF, like right before they rebranded WWE, was right around that time. They were putting out a lot of these kind of video packages that were like desire uh, videos. And um, uh, I can't remember all the ones they did, but there was like Kid Rock ones or Saliva ones. Um, they had Limp Bizkit ones. They had a whole bunch of them. And a lot of them, they'd either, um, they essentially, what, to answer your question, though, what these things are that we're talking about is they're basically like music videos, like they're hype videos, but the substance they're amvs uh, yeah they're anime music videos but for wrestling is what they are right in in the the they're i I guess like the the material like that that the the video that you're watching within the you're hearing the music but the the substance of the video you're watching itself is what you've watched for months if not years leading up to either the match or the person's career that they're talking about. So it's footage you're re-watching as you're, if you're a fan, so you get really nostalgic about it. And that's why those have become such a hit and such like cold classics because they've never, they haven't really done, WWE's production, they're, um, they're like 
top line, like they're incredible what they do and how fast they can make these things and, and the quality of them. But the ones you're referencing, like those early 2000 ones are still, they still hold up as like the ones that fans like the most, I think. And a lot of it's because of the new metal tie-in really, because people really have a strong attachment to like Limp Biscuit from that era and a lot of saliva from that era and stuff. Like it, it really, because really like, does. because the sound of like mainstream popular rock music and the idea of wrestling just went, they just, yes. that was it. They intersected and then they kind of started moving. Away from but that was the perfect moment where like, you, you know, like Limp Biscuit, like, like, yeah, this song is about kicking some ass, you know, like that sound was heavy and crunchy with big guitars. Like I've, I've theorized before that, like the greatest time to be a 14 year old in the United States was between like 1998 and September 10th, 2001. Like that was, <laughs> that was the era to be Why that specific day. You know what? September 11th, 45 AM Eastern standard time, 2001 was the time. Google it later. Uh, toxicity came out. All right. Oh no. yeah. It was top of the charts. Yeah. 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 Um, Worst like, day in American history. Fuck you, Cran. Toxicity <laughs> came out. Fuck you, Cran. <laughs> Fuck you, Cran. So what I think so what I think is great though is not not only did they have like the promo packages, they had this other thing that I was I had to be shown this. I, I had no idea until I found it. But now but then I found it and like I fucking love these. They have what's called like desire. Yeah. And the WWE desire ones are like very emotional. They're like yes. about the wrestler's journey and their struggle. And they don't just use songs like Alive uh by pod and like new metal songs they used fucking like beautiful day by u2 and clocks by coldplay for kurt angle kurt <laughs> yeah. angles was clocks there was and a like, great one uh lonely road of faith was a great one by uh kid rock they did one i posted really that i posted that before but then he always does some jackass shit and i got oh no but i just i want to give credit well, i know i know, that, I know. That and video, people people yes. really love that one people really love yeah. that one um but i i really do like the um i do like the desire ones because they're so silly like, but the th that's the thing about like the WWE wrestling in general is like it's silly, but you kind of like give your heart like a little room to take it in, and and you end up kind of like kind of into it. Like you're like you're like yeah, man, my sacrifice, man. I'm giving. I'm giving. When you are with me, I am free. Do you see a clip of Jr. talking about that song? I don't know. I don't and know. He's if I like have. they they like opening chords come on. He goes and now for the 89th time. <laughs> Creed. <laughs> the, other guy goes, the other guy goes, no, 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 they stopped it. Oh, and he goes, oh, tissues out, folks. <laughs> they play it again. Because <laughs> I guess I guess they really rinsed that song. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cheap, the license. You know, you, I mean, the WWE really blew up some of those bands like in, yeah. in huge ways that. Uh, what pay-per-view was the theme? Uh, was My Sacrifice the theme for, rather? Because you're not kidding. No, they must wait, have played it about 600 no. times on Raw. Why was that the theme of a pay-per-view? That's like the most Hold on, that's the Steven's, opposite of getting Steven's hyped being, up for a fight. Steven's being put to the test. Let him Well, no, I don't I don't know. I don't think it was the I mean it may have been the a pay-per-view theme song, but this was like a video, like a and it was like a history of the WWF video package and that that song okay. played behind is what I'm talking about. Yeah. But Z, that's what I'm talking about. Is that for the desire videos, it was more emotional. It was the kind of stuff that makes people get yeah, really but sincere. A theme not a desire video oh okay song. then crack like the yeah. the event. a different thing like when lib biscuit did crack addicts like that kind of deal yeah yeah right. like that and um, oh yeah yeah they've done i mean they've done a lot of i mean limb biscuit is probably the best example of like the crossover to the point i'm sure you all know this and if you don't like fred durst had some sort of deal with the wwf to where he I don't know if he if it was if he didn't want to receive payment or what the exact deal was, but it was like contingent on he they could use his music all they wanted as long as they put him in the video game that year. <laughs> it's, so it's that's why he's in the PS2. Yeah, yeah. 
it's yeah, part exactly. of his like unbelievable genius as a marketer and i'm not i'm not being sarcastic the dude was just the most intelligent fucking marketer in music because he probably looked at the at the what they were asking for. Maybe he was just like, you know, it'd be cool. Uh, but they were he was probably like looking at what they were asking for, what they were offering him, and being like, I make enough money on tour or from from sync or whatever as is, put me in these video games. And then now it's like it's like even if you're not listening to the radio or you can't even afford a CD, you're you're hearing their music, watching wrestling, you're hearing from your buddy that you can unlock Fred Durst and in the game like man how do you do that like he's so he's just everywhere you know dude that was super powerful especially back then because how many people did y'all discover and only know from like the first tony hawk video game we had a you whole episode I mean? about artists. it we had a yeah. whole episode about it oh did you okay yeah yeah no, but so like that's, that, a... that's like that's the idea is it like you know you didn't have like any video game on earth to download to your console like you got one game and you rinsed that shit for a whole summer so if you're going to hear from your buddy, like you can unlock Fred Durst, like you're going to, you were going to unlock Fred Durst. Like you're getting told, like you can't go to YouTube, right. And be like how to unlock Fred Durst. Like you got to slug that shit out. Well, I mean, you can go to GameFAQs. That's what I imagine, right? You oh, pull yeah. up like a TXT file and like really meticulously make it happen. But you know, you learn, he comes out to roll in and everything like, man, I've got to unlock this guy. Awesome. He comes out in a car and everything. He's like bouncing around with the hydraulics coming out to the ring and he does the whole, it does the whole rolling dance, like in the game and everything. Like they really, they gave him the most elaborate character really with everything they gave him. Probably that For entire a bonus game. character. Yeah. Yeah. And but that, it perfect timing. Like I, I definitely played this with Frederick all the time in that game. That was awesome. Did you unlock him? Oh, absolutely. How do you Dude, do it? I, oh, I can't remember exactly how you do it, but I do. I, but I, do. The, I think you finished like Undertaker's campaign or something like that. That would, like, I mean, make him the champion or some shit. I don't remember. I mean, that's something that would make sense. You must um, play slobber knocker mode with the Undertaker and get more than 15 wins. Oh, there, there you go. I think slobber knocker mode was when it was just like one person at a time. Like you just, it was like a gauntlet match, just one after another. But dude, I remember I was so into this kind of stuff that it, same kind of era where, you know, growing up, I could kind of pick one system. So I had the Nintendo 64. And when stuff started coming out for the PlayStation, like SmackDown, I used to have to go rent the system, you know, to go like play they the video game. Do that? Yeah, I had a place up the street that would let you rent the system. So it wasn't but, like a blockbuster. Well, it was. It wasn't. No, it was like a mom and pop type place. Um, but they, they, what they would get you is they, they always charged more. Like the video games were always more and everything. But you could rent the system, which was, which was really cool. Um, and I only did it really for the SmackDown games. So. They didn't, we didn't have any consoles growing up and they blockbuster had what must've been like a fucking one day promotion where you could rent a console. My dad was like, Oh, we could do that. And the, the trauma of showing up at the blockbuster the next day and it not being there anymore. That was mm. my nine 11. Listen, that was, that was what nine 11 is for, for most people for me. Cause I I'll never forget standing there looking at that sign. It was like where the twin towers had once stood that sign that's saying you could rent an Xbox gone. You know, as my sacrifice started playing in the background, hello, my walk, friend, walking away empty handed for Blockbuster. Oh, man. You guys like that song? No, I no. think that could be their. I think that's like probably their best song. Yeah, I thought it was really good for that one video promo we're talking about. But I think outside of that, pretty much anything with that band just kind of didn't either didn't hold up or like wasn't cool at the time to begin with. It feels like. Please don't know the union defend Creed. Don't make me defend Creed. Please. I, I know no, they're like one of the most hated on. Yeah. Kirk, defend Creed. Go. 
I like that song. I like that song, and I'm going to tell you why. Yeah, now you've done it, motherfucker. I like that song because it makes the idea of two adults hanging out, like this really epic event, which once you are an adult, you come to realize that is a really epic event, and you, a lot of things got to go right for just two friends as adults to like hang out together. So I genuinely like that it dramatizes something that should be so simple into like this epic crashing anthem and uh i don't care what jr says i think that's a good song <laughs> i uh i'm sure you guys have talked about it but do you prefer creed or alter bridge alter bridge okay because alter bridge is all about the riffs creed is all about the jesus i'm not answering can i just say no <laughs> i plead the fifth yeah you can say no <laughs> yeah i won't I, fight I you on this one Cran. in fact i might actually come over to your side <laughs> oh, no um did you guys have the did you have the uh wwf forcible entry album I think I did. I remember having a lot of those kind of CDs back in the day. Like the, was that one of the ones where they took like Jim Johnson theme songs and like put actual lyrics on them? I had no idea that that's what they were doing. Like for a lot, even after I discovered this album, like I didn't know that these were existing songs. I thought the like the band had wrote these songs. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. So like, I remember. The, I remember the game, getting tricked. Glass shatters. Um. Never gonna stop. Break the walls down. Turn the tables. End of everything. <laughs> Whoa, excuse me. I had no idea that these were like Jim Johnson songs. Yeah, yeah, that guy was amazing. By the way, I don't know if you guys have ever talked about him on this show, but Jim no. Johnson is responsible for like most of the classic WWF theme songs that you remember from back in the day. Um, All the DX music, right? Yeah, he did the DX music. Absolutely. Did The Rock, did Austin, did, did all, all of them. Um, not all of them, but most of them. And uh, yeah, I, I actually, the reverse thing happened to me uh, is what you're talking about with with the music. I, I remember there was this one uh, CD called Stone Cold Metal that it was just Steve Austin picking like old like 80s rock songs. And I didn't realize that. I thought it was going to be like what we're talking about. And I got totally tricked on that one. So anyway, I remember that now that, that we're talking about that. He has he has written over ten thousand pieces of music. <laughs> really, you give this guy a day off. Jeez. Dude, one of the biggest tragedies in like current wrestling is that he's not involved in any major promotion. He just doesn't do it anymore. Um, but he he wrote so he many. Is, things the guy class. is seventy. To be true. fair, like, yeah, let true. him retire. He's hey, that's fair. If if, yeah, if he doesn't want to do it, he doesn't want to do it. That's that's fair enough. That's fair um, enough. and we're not without edgy music in modern wrestling. I mean, Code Orange does theme songs for uh what's his name bray wyatt yeah and all alter bridge does edges so i mean or at least has for a long time is chris Jericho still uh does fozzy do his theme still yeah it's still himself the judas by fozzy is still who by the way i'll say it like i might get hate for this but i think fozzy's actually pretty good like i'm just gonna throw it out there like i think they're all right they like they were in my town two weeks ago and i did not go yeah who fozzy fozzy it's Chris Jericho. Like, oh, we, were, we were no Fozzy. Fozzy. Oh, Fozzy. Because right. like, well, like the y'all have fun, I guess. Jeez. They were playing at the mm -hmm. bar next to the bar we were at for my birthday, and I was like, nope, no thanks. Oh, I guess I should have known something was up there when Cran said they were in my town two weeks ago. Like Ozzy was in your town two weeks <laughs> ago. Ozzy playing at the art theater <laughs> over in Indiana. That Forcible Impact CD. It has the game. Uh, Saliva plays it on that one. Is that the Triple H the game that Motorhead performed? And I they don't cover know. It? Just remember I just something. I just remembered something. You brought up saliva. Saliva really tried. Saliva really. Saliva really tried to bite um, Fred Durst's style with the video games. But Josie Scott got his ass in a Tiger Woods Golf 2002, which <laughs> I have to imagine didn't 
Not a lot of not a lot of saliva fans. I don't know how golfer superstar was the intro music for for that Tiger Woods game. If you ever really want to feel yourself like you're losing your fucking mind, you know you, <laughs> you want some some new metal crossover on Tiger Woods. Uh, Steven from Deftones is a world champion Tiger Woods player for O2 and O3. Oh no shit, he put like, his right top ten in the world. Wow, probably is Josie Scott. Motherfucker does everything but play guitar, doesn't he? Um, I like the like big major label covers of the wrestling songs. I think Drowning Pool's take on the game is really good. I really like I really like Break the Walls Down by Seven Dust. It's like Jericho. That shit is hard. Like if there's any one band, man, Seven Dust didn't really lean into the wrestling thing as hard as they might have been able to. Like they had they this really and they had um they got the sound for it. And well, they, they had Enemy, which was uh like a theme, I guess, for right. I guess they were more and, interested in doing music for the Atlanta Falcons. I would be. You know, hey, those guys are hometown heroes. What can I say? Saliva, Saliva did quite a bit for WWE. They, they were like uh, the WrestleMania theme song one year. Ladies and gentlemen, I remember was was one of them. Saliva's this was their bread, butter, the table, the bread and butter was on the plate, the silverware, wrestling so, and NASCAR. That was the wrestling shit. NASCAR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, someone I'm surprised. Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Someone, so a band that I'm surprised didn't really. I don't. I mean. I guess I can kind of see why not, but it really seemed like we kind of went hand in hand with Slipknot. I'm kind of so, because they're such like wrestling characters with like their masks and stuff. No, they've, used, I, they've used, they've yeah. used some of their stuff for NXT like in more recent years, but I'm surprised it was never more hand in hand, kind of like what we're talking about with some of these other bands. I think who, Spit It who Out. Are you talking, wait, who are you talking about? Slip, Slipknot. Oh, you're talking about Slipknot. I think Slipknot were too cool for that. Yeah. Honestly. Maybe honestly, too, maybe too scary for like the kids. Maybe. I think Slipknot now would absolutely sign a deal to WWE though, because they've become kind of like Kiss or Metallica, where they're just like a marketing machine. Yeah, yeah, I agree. They've done, like I said, they've done some stuff in recent years with NXT, but not. Um, I agree though. Like I think, I think they would work out really well now. I can't believe that you're telling me. I, I can't believe that Finger Eleven didn't write Slow Chemical. Like they, they, they really made that one their own, you know. <laughs> It's like a pretty good song on its own merits. Their version of it. I couldn't, I can't really couldn't imagine hearing that one any other way. That was Kane's song, right? Slow yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I always forget yeah. Finger Eleven was a fucking new metal band. That's just so <laughs> badass when they come out there. When he comes out there, they bring him into the ring and they're like, I feel it coming. Throws his hands up. Boom. Fireworks and everything. I didn't, wa- I don't watch the match. I've never seen anything else, but I can't deny that that shit. Is, that shit is <laughs> and then the whole time JR is like, damn monster. He's a hideous human without a conscience. <laughs> I hope after the show he gets hit by a car and then a truck. <laughs> it's like really, it, that shit's fire. I really like like the WWE music stuff when there's music involved, heavy music. I think that shit's really cool. Um, we watched we watched WrestleMania X7 in our Discord. I mean, no, we didn't. If you know, if if you sure. watch the, the WWE, podcast off. Sure. Yeah. in a video game, in a video game. Yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 definitely. It was a Minecraft server. And honestly, overall, I thought it was really long and not, I don't know. I I wasn't able to like pay super close attention to it. Oh, and you know what else is for like the home video releases? They take out the licensed music. So the My Way promo does not have My Way on it. And, um, uh, and fucking, hold on. I had to, I have to remember who does, who's rolling. The Undertaker does not come out to rolling. And, you know, with, I guess that this is a pretty good point that I'm making here, which is without these songs, this era does like lose the magic, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, and that's you know why it's such a big credit to a guy like Jim Johnson. I think that did such a good job of like making original music that people remember. But the um, you're totally right about that. Uh, you know, um, the the show itself. I mean, I'm looking at the card right now, and yeah, it was a, it was a long show. I remember obviously I was very inv- invested in it. Um, the the my way promo really like put the whole thing over the top. It was also a rematch. People don't really realize or remember that, but like The Rock and Steve Austin had wrestled at WrestleMania previously. So they wrestled at three manias and they have a whole like lore to their whole thing as well. So anyway, it's it's just it's one of those things where like I uh I'm with you though. The music is very, very important for these wrestlers. And wrestling fans are vocal about it too. I don't know if you ever if you ever pay attention to any of this ever on Twitter and like kind of like the wrestling space on there, if someone has a shit theme song, people will like that's all people will talk about, you know, like until they change that. it. So I can believe that. Yeah. And like now the theme now, I, I glanced at this. The theme now is by like the weekend. Oh, right. It's it's yeah, it's different. What song is it? Oh, I don't know. I'll literally, I don't want to sound whatever. Like I don't listen to a ton of the weekend's music, but it usually sounds very the same to me. So I don't really know which song is which of these, to be honest. That is so weird to me though. Like that. Yeah. Really? That's the wrestling guy i don't know man i mean i get why they have to do it you know they gotta oh you know what else was a wrestling thing i saw was the like i'm good song by bb rexa is that or or david guetta david guetta's song it's like david guetta's featuring baby rexa yeah and i'm just like which is this blue by eiffel 65 yeah put put his name on and i'm like i'm I'm gonna have the best freaking night of my life song i'm like there is no way people are wrestling to this fucking song right i heard that song at a king's game and i almost wanted to walk out (laughs) but you know i mean hold on like i mean it is like you know times change maybe there's there's probably some 13 or 14 year old out there right now it's like eating that shit up loving yeah, it yeah but it doesn't fit the theme of sports it's not hyping you up for like a high adrenaline fucking event well it's not yeah. hyping you ain't us up. choke slamming no, nobody right. to that come on no fuck no you're not checking anybody at a hockey game either that's why i was so confused that that was the intro to the third period there hey <laughs> i i agree with everything all of you are saying about all this right now because uh, the, the, the way that i see it is i personally prefer if they had more of this kind of music, the new metal stuff, the stuff that like hyped you up, um, that kind of stuff. Cause I still, dude, I, I'll go back and I'll, I'll watch clips from like Woodstock 99 and like, regardless of the stuff that was going on in the crowd and all those stories, we just watch like what's going on on the stage. It's such a moment in time and all that stuff. It's, you know, it really hits me hard. And it's so, like, I, I, I wish it was more like that, but the WWE is, is, targeting you know they're they want a kid audience like they want to yeah. they want to hook kids at a young age and so like for them to do that that's why people like logan paul are so heavily involved now bad bunny like that's the kind of music not only is is he music that they use he wrestles now for them and he hosts shows for them and you know it's just it's just very it, and it's so much more mainstream you got to think about it back in the day that like what we're talking about like the late 90s wwf was probably thrilled to have the insane clown posse be available like that was like top tier like we got the icp like they're gonna bring us some other fans that don't watch wrestling that don't, don't watch our shows it's gonna be great now it's like well the icp still wants to be involved that's cool but like we can get bad bunny you know and like so they're just they get bad bunny you know and that's right you know but i prefer if they were still getting these other people that i like well that's why it's aew's time to just start fucking signing contracts with fred durst and jonathan davis and they can <laughs> take up the mantle now's oh. the time new metal's hot again with young people teenagers on tiktok love this shit wwe's yeah. missing out by not having any aggression yeah i agree and by the way i, I love aew they're my they're my favorite 
wrestling company. So I, I hope that they, they're trying to kind of do some of this kind of stuff. It feels like, you know, their video games taking forever, but it's, they're using the people who made the old N64 video yeah. games. So like they're, so they, and they, I think they've talked to Jim Johnson a little bit as well about maybe doing some stuff with them. So I think you're right. Like they, they have it kind of more on the pulse of what I think kind of like our generation would, would want out of a wrestling product. Um, but for what the WWE is, there's so much at this point, just like the McDonald's, like the M logo. They're like the W, the, the WW instead of the M. They're, you know, it's just this worldwide brand. Now it's going to become even more of a thing with them and, you know, Endeavor never... and everything becoming one with UFC and all that. So, um, which is funny because that's a crazy time. UFC still uses face to paint for their pay-per-views, which is yeah. new metal, right? And it's like, that's, you know, they're still, but it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. It's times, their adult but... brand now though. The WWE or their kids brand. It's Ex- like, exactly. It's Cartoon Network Adult Swim is what's going on. That's a really good, that's a, actually a fantastic comparison uh, or analogy to make right there. Um, but, 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 you know, you're, you, you guys are all right about all that. Like, it's just, they're WWE, WWE, I think is just, they're just so mainstream now that they can just get these massive pop stars now and they just do that instead. We're like 31 minutes into this. That's deep enough. So I finally saw uh, the WWE desire for Chris Benoit today, right? Oh, that Ooh, is the Our Lady Peace song. No, 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 no. This is the oh, that's, one that's thing their, one. The Finger theme. 11 one thing one, right? And I was like, surprised, but not super surprised that all the comments were just like, man, rest in peace. It's a, it's a shame about the well, accident. Because so he's not a, a he's about kind the of a accident. victim of poor medical standards in the industry yes he fucking murdered his family but he that's also the biggest he could have been avoided no yeah. there, that's it the biggest been avoided but is what i'm that saying but like, no. is a low not inherently butt. evil he had brain damage Listen, i the understand what you're parthenon saying is on that butt and it's caving in it, it, it's fair 9-11 was a tragedy but <laughs> Dude, what did I, I walk in on? 9-11 and Chris Benoit jokes, man. I had no idea that was coming into Yeah, motherfucker. Welcome to the new metal agenda. <laughs> but you know what? We've we've like touched on the Chris Benoit thing a couple times, and without getting like too sad with it. Well, first of all, I just want to say but for the record, I'm not eulogizing. He's probably in hell. But I gotta he's sure. yeah, yeah. What what I gotta say, it really is a tough break for Finger Eleven for them to mm. have used that song. Because <laughs> the story. If I get this, if I'm getting the story right, the story is insane. So like big tragedy, whole family dead. And then there's like a 24 hour period there where like everyone's in mourning over Chris Benoit. The WWE puts this huge package together to salute his memory. Everyone comes out and mourns about it. And then like the next day, they're like, oh, he killed his whole family and then killed himself. And all that shit just had to like disappear overnight. Crazy, crazy. Am I right? Am I getting this right? Oh, yeah, no, they did accurate. their best. They tried to remove him from the annals of history, like it vanished. Yeah, like I, like I think that they they banned people for trying to cre- for creating him as a custom character in the video games. Yeah, I don't know. That's probably pretty tough to to mod. Well, I mean, I'm sure they could. I don't know. And that's that might be that might be true. Um, about the video game, you, you're you're pretty accurate about the kind of what happened with like the, the whole Benoit situation, though. Um, that was very strange. That was that was very very strange. I still remember. I was a big, um, I, I used to go on the dirt sheets a lot, which is like wrestling, uh, like insider news and stuff like that. And I, I remember one day I just like, wasn't looking at, this is before Twitter, by the way. Now you just go on Twitter and see whatever, but, um, I'd, I'd go out and see what's going on in like the wrestling news and I, whatever, for whatever reason, I didn't check it that day. And I remember turning on raw 
and it started with a um like just like a black screen with like a r.i.p chris benoit you know a little thing and, and vince mcmahon's out in the, middle of the ring about 10 times and... right right and benoit and sorry and uh, and vince mcmahon's out in the ring and mcmahon on the show the week prior had been blown up in a limousine and like the whole show this week was supposed to be about <laughs> who killed uh vince mcmahon i was gonna ask about that if that was 9 11 or chris benoit that interrupted that storyline yeah well it was chris, it was chris, yeah, benoit. It was chris benoit so okay. they so, wish it was 9 11 oh fuck you they were happy to be on the air after 9 11 vince mcmahon's like yeah i'm the first sporting event after the fucking towers fill oh yeah they put the title on kurt angle immediately one tragedy at a time one tragedy at a time right so so um so yeah anyway benoit um benoit you know they do this whole tribute video, or this whole tribute show, the whole, I can't remember if Raw was two or three hours at the time, but. Oh, yeah. All the way. Oh, it's tough. It was rough because, you know, so so Vince, you know, right away, he breaks character, which is very, you know, you know that doesn't happen like ever. And so, you know, it's a storyline. He's not dead, so on and so forth. Donald Trump apparently called actual police stations the night that he saw Vince get blown up in a limousine. There's like record of it to see if he was okay. Like, I mean, that's how, yeah. So, uh, but, but yes, they do this whole thing where, you know, they run all, all these video packages and I think they had let some people wrestle if they wanted to. And all these wrestlers recorded these heartfelt, uh, you know, just them in the camera, basically monologues and, and, and I love you to Chris Benoit and his family. And this is all happening before the news is broken that he did this all anyone knows is he's no showed a few shows that's very uncharacteristic someone goes to ask him to check on his family they have some weird text messages from other wrestlers talking about where the dogs in the house are and stuff like that so like you know when someone comes in they don't get attacked and these kind of things and yeah lo and behold just like you said uh the next day because they used to do ECW used to be on Tuesdays when the WWE owned WWECW so Monday Night Raw they do a tribute show Tuesday night Vincent Man starts the show again and he's like uh, yeah, fuck all that. We're never mentioning this guy's name ever again. Um, that tribute show never happened. Uh, y'all don't remember that happening, and we're just gonna move on. Wait, he and, addressed it in in the show. Yeah, yeah, he said we will never speak of that man ever again. Like, so, and it was just, I can't. Like, I mean, that's not verbatim, but that's he he said that. Like, we will never. He's he is erased. Is essentially what they said. Cannot imagine being like 15, 16, 14, 13 seeing that. That oh, yeah. wow. So Vince. So at the time, I was in back street. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, he oh, yeah, did do bad. it because of CTE, right? Like it was because of repeated. Head I mean, trauma. there's no way of like knowing exactly, obviously, right? Because but that's like, what I've always but, heard that it was kind of the WWE's fault for you know breaking him, basically. There were there was there's they did his parents gave up his brain for research, and I from what I understand or what I remember, they said that his brain was that of like an 80 year old with Alzheimer's. Like he may not have had a damn clue what was going on when that stuff happened. At a certain point, he did though, because of the way that they figured out how things had played I'm gonna, I'm out. This. I'm gonna pivot this. Do you think um Finger Eleven and Our Lady Peace have ever talked about this? Um do you think, they've ever, do you think they've ever been like fuck tough break, yeah. huh? Because I'll tell you what, one time. Someone in my mentions as the new metal account added Our Lady Peace and we're like, and we're like, man, this song's great. Our Lady Peace, why don't you ever perform uh whatever anymore? And Our Lady Fucking Peace replied, like, we're not, we're not gonna we're not playing that song. <laughs> they're like, they're like, they're like, it's not, it's 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 not happening. That's Wait, so was so was the line talking about Benoit on this podcast? Is that where the 
like for the stuff to cut out. Oh no no, I'm gonna leave 9 11 so I'm much. Leave, I don't think no, that no, the no, 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 no. I'm gonna leave like the segment in. I'm gonna leave out like the grisly detail. That part. Oh part oh oh. That's yeah, the sure. grisly details. Okay, part. I'm I, I just, a clip. I just pulled, the only reason I even said that, by the way, is because it's so public. There's been so many documentaries and things made about that specific theory that yeah. I, you know. Um, but anyway, no. Dark I, Side of the Ring did an episode on it, right? Yeah, they did a yes. whole thing. On, yeah, yeah. Um. But regardless, there's no there's no way of knowing exactly what happened, obviously. So that's all. Is that, a, is that Kevin Nash behind you, Stephen? Oh, I got a ton of these guys behind me, man. These are all signed. And I did know, security for him one time. Oh, awesome, dude. Yeah. yeah he's a real nice guy. He ordered, he ordered like a 72 ounce steak and a whole <laughs> bottle of wine and just sat there and ate it at dinner. Oh, I was just keeping the ring wraps away from him so we could eat. Because <laughs> there were girls lined up at least 15, 20 waiting to talk to him. And I was like, oh, former Q, ladies. Okay. Were you ready? You were you ready to swing on him if they got to in his face? Oh, absolutely! Just punch an eighteen-year-old. <laughs> you were hoping. <laughs> you were hoping. You were like, "Come on, come on, step out of line. Let's go. <laughs> this is it's a grandfather's chance." <laughs> this is before every redneck had a shirt with a gun on it. I had it was it was a an outline of an MP5, and it just said "Revenge is easy" underneath it. So I'm just standing there, mean mugging, like you get in line. You just had a shirt with a gun on it. This is like 2011 (laughs) or 2012. This is way before grunt style. It's from a California company called Bounty Hunter. So, like, do you actually have a gun? No, ma'am. No, absolutely. Just I got got these guns. I am not certified (laughs) for that. Yeah. Um. And then, like, what was the pre? I mean, like, when did the era end? I guess. I guess it ended. So here's the thing, right? Crack addict. Great song. Great song. However, I did always feel like it was a bit of a desperation move for Limp Bizkit to start actively writing songs for the WWE. Like, like it kind of felt to me like that was like the 2003 results may vary era. It does kind mm. of feel to me that they're like, oh, shit, we have got to shore up that fan base. Like we got to, we got to consolidate that fan base because we, we, you know, we are, we're losing the pop market. You're probably not wrong about that. I mean, the WWE is a huge brand. Like, and so it makes sense that they would want to do something like that if they were starting to fall off. You know, I, I could totally, you know, see. it's, it's like a retreat. Like, at, at, yeah. at peak years, like 2000, 2001, the WWE, like wrestling and new metal, they, they own the fucking space. They weren't, right. they weren't trying to appease anybody. That was their, it was their world, you know, and we were just living in it. Whereas it's even by 2003, it would appear. It was kind of like, it was kind of like, hey, we'll write a song for you guys. And then like, that's really the fucking dumb thing about Ladies and Gentlemen by Saliva is that it's, it's nothing else. It's just a song written for wrestling, like just as nakedly as you could imagine. And also a 24 promo. I don't know if you saw me post that today. Um, I don't know if I saw that one. I saw a few that you posted. I, I, I love those posts, by the way. You do a great job with, uh, with putting those out there. I get a lot of good nostalgia out of those. Thank you. It, yeah. it really yeah. is what happens when you're only doing Twitter all day. When you just you wake up, you get on Twitter, you go to sleep on Twitter. I have to take me- I take melatonin now to fall asleep because if I don't, I'll just stay on Twitter. Like you, you it's addicting. Uh, like the, the <laughs> pathways in my brain. Like if you get if you took an MRI scan of my brain, it'd probably be like an eighty year old with Alzheimer's. It would probably look fundamentally different. It would make fundamental look fundamentally different than your brain because it's it, it's weird to like be laying in bed and you're just like, I could say something to a hundred thousand people right now. What could I say? I can kill my family to myself. Jesus, no! You said you have the brain of an eight-year-old man. It was a quick. It was a quick reference, but it, it is. It is funny to like. So I, I posted. What did I post today? Oh yeah, I posted that twenty-four promo. It's Jack Bauer on the steps of the Washington Monument with a gun out. Boom! Do you want it? Boom! Mm. Do you need it? And I was thinking to myself, yeah. like, oh yeah, 
There was a couple years there where the war on terror was like a kick-ass time. <laughs> Hell yeah, let's go, baby. Lock and load. Like that was yeah. that was the prevailing sentiment. Was you know it was it was, it was kind of like a, a fun time. And twenty four especially twenty four was all about that shit. It was about how fucking awesome torture was. Y'all ready for jingoism? Y'all ready for some motherfucking jingoism? Uh, that's and and then someone sent me a different twenty four promo that used that used break stuff. I saw that one. I did see that, that one on there today. Was mind blowing that I could be three years deep into this new metal shit and never have seen that before. That's crazy. That's the only time the community has failed me that I'm just now seeing that. But another kind of good tie in with that song to this world is I all my favorite UFC walkout song is still Tito Ortiz. You see his break stuff. And that was like also when he was in his peak, the same new metal era, same late 90s era, Tito Ortiz was. Wait, used what? to come out to that. Wait, yeah, you, he, there was a guy walking out to break stuff. Yeah, Tito Ortiz, man, that was a song for a for a while. He How still uses it. Some, I don't know. T-I-T-I-T-O-O-R-T-I-Z. Tito Ortiz. No shit, dude. He used to do. There's this one yeah, entrance. That's his music when he walks into court now. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, nice. See, unfortunately, a lot of these people we're talking about, like from this era that I loved, yeah, didn't like turn out so great. Like nowadays, but you know, the rock is pretty cool. But right, right, right. Sure. But but there's you know Jumanji. It's, it's impossible yeah. to talk about this era without including a lot of these people. So it's like that's like, why we did. That's why we finally done. You know what? We're actually gonna have you back on for the Benoit episode. We'll do an entire fucking episode on. Dude, Benoit. I'll get, I'm gonna get fired by hanging out with you guys, man. Like I feel like it's like this like nice name for myself. Is, wait, wait a minute. Is that like a rule on your show? Like no, you guys no, can't no, talk no, on you. No, okay. No, 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 I I can. It's just I I never would bring it bring it up in front of like my audience, but it's also like. You know what? I, I, li- started... I like I like the, I like the kind of edgy stuff to be honest with you. Like this is kind of refreshing. From you know what? Course. Johnny from Health. The last time we had him on our show, he was giving a shit for being like softies, for oh, like for being real? for being like too scared to say things. So oh, so yeah. like yeah, fuck you, Johnny. Christmas well, episode. You remember what he was trying to get us to say? It was a little less. Uh... What? Excuse me. Do, do you remember what he was trying to get us to say? Oh yeah, the N word. Yeah, he's showing us the song title. He's like, can you believe they censored this? I'm like, actually, yeah, I can. Well, you know what? This would be the ultimate payback. We're all going to say it. Steven. (laughs) I'm Holiday Kirk with the New Metal Agenda. Thank you all so much for tuning in. (laughs) Been a blast. (laughs) Okay. What did Tito Ortiz do? So he was a UFC fighter. He was the light heavyweight champion of the UFC. And um, there's a... If you're if you wind up posting this or finding is this, this a not is this hold on is this a not funny crime is this like a crime, crime? oh 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 I was thought you were asking what he did like for this entrance no no he's just like gone he's a white beater yeah, yeah well, and he's charges. And, and he yeah he was like a like a like a I'm not so political I'm not trying to get into it but like he did he was like really a, some sort of political figure for a very short time in California also and got yeah, pretty much laughed out a, of there. He was a city councilman somewhere in Orange County, and he was very, very adamant on like privatization, other conservative things like that. Yeah, so he he really lost a lot of his fan base, and well, you know, and also the I mean the other stuff he just previously mentioned with like domestic stuff that that was that real bad as well, obviously. So you know, there, there's there he's just kind of have a whole you know he's married to Jem, Jenna Jameson, they have like a terrible breakup and stuff, and um. So but, this uh, is why nobody has sent this to me. Got it probably <laughs> yeah because he sucks but once again like if you want to see a like a banger of an entrance for a ufc back in you know 
the early 2000s, back before all this, then, yeah, then, you know, that's what we're talking about. But so Kid right, Rock yeah. was a big wrestling dude, too, right? Yeah, still, still is probably to a degree. Um, there's a lot of a, when you start and this is with anyone, when you start really mixing the politics, it gets really, really muddy. Oh, no, no, know, no, no. I, I mean, we're on a podcast. I want to talk. Yeah. I want to talk about it. I, I'm really no. Curious. Sure. Hey, no. What, what, what I mean. What I, what I mean. That is right. Not the yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what, I, what What I really mean by that. Is, what I really mean by that is like, um, I like when you when you start taking any kind of political stance, you're automatically like there are going to people going to like you, but you're automatically going to lose a percentage of your fan base too. Like you just you know there's going to be people that are going to disagree with you saying this stuff or, or having certain stances, no matter what they are. So it's one of those things where like Kid Rock had. I think that I think the pro wrestling audience used to love him, but there's also like a lot of the WWE audience currently that like really wouldn't want him involved nowadays. Like, you know he, what I mean? He was the Undertaker's theme music for a while, right? Yeah. And they just use it recently, but once again, this is a great this is actually a perfect example. So Undertaker just did this thing just just like last month, a couple months ago, where he came out on his motorcycle and did his old American badass gimmick for the first time in like forever. It's been like decades. Comes out and he came out to um American Badass by uh, by Kid Rock, and the majority of what the chatter online was was "fuck Kid Rock." You know what I mean? So it's like that's that's how affected people can get. Should've and also, kind of, I completely agree. <laughs> and by the way, I got to throw this out there so I don't forget to bring it up during the show because this is very very important that I do. It's a travesty that Limp Bizkit isn't in the WWE Hall of Fame. Like as a band, they need mm-hmm. to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. 100%. So if there's any way to 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 help that movement by being on the show, if I can do one good thing by being on this podcast. Um, we need to get Limp Bizkit in the WWE Hall of Fame. We're talking about Limp Bizkit being in the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. Fred Durst flicked the camera off at oh. WrestleMania, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I know. I I I don't know why they're not in. They definitely should be. I th- I, don't... I thought that was why. Yeah, maybe it is. I don't know. I feel like that can't be enough to get you to keep you out though. Some of the stuff some of these people have done that, that have gotten in. Yeah, Steve Austin never puts his middle fingers down when he wrestles. So that's fair. Also thinking about Limp Bizkit themselves, like, I don't know if they would accept being in there. I know for sure Fred Durst would be, yeah, let's put us in the Hall of Fame in a heartbeat. But I think Wes Borland would probably take initiative oh my with Vince God. presence Wes, in WWE. Wes would be like, no, please. Well, no, not because of the association <laughs> with the era. I don't mean he's trying to be cool. I mean, I feel like he would have a personal issue with being associated with Vince McMahon, knowing what we know about him. Mm, that's fair. Little of both. Little call of May, little like, call. Remember, Wes Borland was one of the first people to corroborate the uh, stories of the accusers of Marilyn Manson. Like, he cares about issues oh, like I, that very deeply. I didn't he? know that. I didn't yeah, know he that. was. Legit. Yeah, Wes Borland's a man. Always has been. There, there was obviously a very drastic change in quality of Limp Bizkit's music when he was and wasn't in the band, you know? Oh, yeah. So. Like, no disrespect to Mike Smith, but Wes Borland is probably the best new metal guitarist. Yeah, I wonder what Mike Smith's involvement was in Crack Addict, because Mm. I think of that whole era. That's the best song by far of like that and results may vary like that song kicks ass. Everything on results may vary fucking sucks. So I wonder if and I've always thought like Mike Smith deserved justice. You know, Mike Smith's not a bad guitarist at all. No, and he did snot. So, yeah, he's fucking awesome. So I would think that Mike Smith probably pitched in more on crack at it because i guess when he arrived for results may vary the guitar majority the guitar of the parts done. right right the guitar yeah. parts were like done and so, fred did the acoustic ones which is why they're so bad so, mm. yeah so it's like it's like hey not his fault justice for mike smith man justice for mike smith 
Injustice Dude. for Jason Newstead while we're at it. What? I, uh, Whatever. Sure. <laughs> you know, justice for Echo. Belly. You'll back me up on that one. Yeah, the Metallica did him dirty. Very Ooh. dirty. Wasn't, wasn't Saint Anger used in some wrestling stuff? Yeah, it was actually. I remember that because I remember how bad that was. Forgot um, about that. Yeah, they used it as a theme song, like as that CD was coming out to promote it. I remember that. Um, SummerSlam 03, baby. There you go. That that made perfect sense. Um, there was something I was about to. What, what, what were we all just talking about just one second ago? Um, I was, there was something I was going to bring up about that. Limp Bizkit Hall of Fame. Oh, Limp Bizkit. Sorry, Limp Bizkit. Um, I, I'm sure you guys have talked about this on the show before, but just quickly, just because I'm curious, because you guys know far more than I do about this stuff. What do y'all think about the new Limp Bizkit album that came out like last year? It's so fucking great. I love I it. Like it. A lot of people are very lukewarm on it because there's only a couple like really big riff heavy songs. But I think the thing front to back is very solid. And even the song without a guitar, Turn It Up, Bitch, that's a fucking jam. Yeah. I like it because it is Fred's most clever marketing tactic in to lean into being old and washed up super clever super clever because that's like the biggest problem with older new metal stars and metal stars in general is you know they they get back out on stage they're not jumping around they're not head banging they're you know they're looking old they're looking old so for for fred to bring limp biscuit back and suddenly be like we still suck i'm old as shit dad vibes it, it like it feels good because you can see him up on stage not going as hard and like you just get it like he's winking at you he's kind of like yeah you know hey 2000 was a long time ago and i i think that was just super clever and even i i'm not like i'm not like in love with the album in total but it, it undeniably has some of their best songs in a very long time and uh i like it and they should have used some of those songs in some wrestling matches and you know, they're ahead of the curve of because they're bringing out aew what? wrestlers i said they're ahead of the curve because they're bringing out aew wrestlers at their show They've yeah, they are. WWE. Yo, Sonny they're bringing Kiss, them up if on you're listening. Stage. Yeah. Friend of the show, Sonny Kiss. Shout out. Has Sonny been on this? Yeah. Twice. Twice. Oh, Sonny, that's what's up. Yeah, Sonny. Sonny, Sonny DM'd me a video of her like singing along to a new metal song. She's like, your girl got some vocals. I'm like, I'm like, my girl kind of got some vocals. I'm like, yeah, he needs to do some features. Sonny Kiss is probably listening to this. Hopefully he's listening to this. So really sorry about all the Benoit stuff. Sonny yeah, Kiss. and don't, don't tell anyone at Fightful that I was even involved, please. <laughs> Oh, um, really? No, oh. no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm the joking. The whole thing like, is totally falling joking. apart. I, I'm, to- I'm totally joking. I'm no, but I, I, it's dropping oh, like a certain two towers. I, I can't wait to hop off this and get that DM from Steven. It's like, thanks for having me on. Respectfully. Don't drop the episode. <laughs> respectfully. <laughs> don't air it. If no. you could make some very clever edits. No. You don't have to, you don't have to edit anything, man. Yeah. Air it, air it however you want to. Like, I'm I'm just glad I was able to come on here, and this was honestly a lot of fun. But uh, and I'm glad I'm glad that you guys said that about the album, by the way, because I was the only one of my friends that was repping the new Limp Bizkit album, and I should be saying I thought it was pretty good. Everyone else was like, "Oh, this is yeah, I know." They were all like, "Oh, this is lame. It's still lame. They actually still suck." And I'm like, "Yeah, fuck y'all. This is this is this is definitely better than any Limp Bizkit I've heard in like the last decade, and it's actually just overall some of the best music. I I don't listen to the radio too often anymore, but I can't imagine much of that is much better than what I heard out of Limbiscuit, to be honest. Like we some of those tracks are still in. good. Leave yes. your friends. We will find you new friends. And thank you. Thank you very much. Does anyone listen to the radio? Does it even exist? You're right. I, I, I'm barely hanging on. Barely hanging on. I broke the on. antenna off my car intentionally. So I don't mm. think so. When I'm in the gym and my headphones die, workout's over. <laughs> as, soon <laughs> yes. as, I, as soon as I hear that low battery. All right. So much for that bench press is coming down to clank racket it we're we're <laughs> out of here i hear for i hear from the tv like dun, 
oh well we're out we're done because because it's not you know it's and it's like i can't sit here and be like i'll never be one of those fucking guys that's like music today sucks but we're all i think we're all man enough to admit that you know it's it's not for us anymore right exactly i mean i'm in the demographic that they're targeting so we're all old you know we're all past our prime settling into the the golden years of our lives of 24 new metal wrestling oh yeah do we got do we like h block x you know you talk about a new metal wrestling band that's all i had they did they did a video with stone cold in it oh hell yeah yeah Yeah. oh yeah that's right that's right yeah, I'm trying to think of Crush Hour have any new metal songs in it. Oh, that was the the video game that was like uh, Twisted, Twisted Metal, metal. right? Yeah. yeah. Who? Um, it's a WWE terrible Crush video Hour. Game. I don't yeah. remember this at all, guys. It was real bad. I mean, I'm surprised you brought it up. Like that's that's a deep cut right there. H Block um, X. Oh no, no sorry. I, yeah, WWE Crush Hour. That's um. Yeah, it was literally a Twisted Metal game for, but just they just replaced it with WWE. I fucking stuff. remember that. There was this show. There was this one-up show called um uh rip one up dude what was that show called broken pixels where they'd make fun of i think about this all the time i was obsessed with broken pixels growing up i watched every episode of that show like 82 times it's where all of my humor comes from but they did an episode making fun of what did you call it again WWE crush, crush hour. hour crush hour and i watched it so many times that i still associate them being like rikishi fires the twisty rockets because he still they had like jr chopped up doing all the vocal commentary for the car car combat game so they should make a sequel of that one and uh i i I, you know if if by any chance sean baby or the other broken pixels guys are listening i just want you to know you fumbled the bag so hard you guys could have took that to youtube and been literal millionaires by now so but that is really neither here nor there we cover a lot of ground on this show all right well i'll circle back to if we can so in general New metal, wrestling, peanut butter, jelly. Or at least you'd think so. They they managed to have separated themselves. What were they like using in that post new metal era? It's kind of butt rock. Like, like 2005 yeah. to 2000. Yeah. Because when I was a kid, oh, I remember oh, being yeah, a lot of like to be, to be loved by Papa Roach. People like that. Song. Yeah. It would be that kind of stuff. Like oh. breaking Benjamin, like breaking Benjamin type stuff. God. Yeah. Yeah. Like Big literally Breaking Benjamin or Breaking Benjamin type beat. Well, well I remember, beat. like I remember, yeah, Breaking Benjamin type beat. Um, yeah, it was the the Breaking Benjamin. I remember for sure was in the SmackDown versus Raw video game. It's for the PS2 around that era. So I'd imagine they also probably did some theme songs. Would it also have been like a lot of like metalcore, like of the Avenged Sevenfold, Kill Switch, Engage variety? Yeah, a lot of other extreme sports were full of that. Like the Burnout games had those songs in them yeah a lot of hip-hop at the time too yeah and like cena was doing like the rap gimmick stuff you know yeah so yeah they were trying to get like snoop dogg and those kind of guys probably involved even back then who are still involved to this day i mean snoop dogg technically wrestled at wrestlemania a couple nights ago what um Um, really okay yeah what well what wound up happening to make it very short just to fill you in shane mcmahon came back out of nowhere he did a match he was gonna have a match with the miz like on the spot and Shane got injured immediately, like a few seconds in, injured his ankle. He's on the ground. No one knows what, no one knows what to do. Snoop Dogg's just out there already for like a different segment that had already happened. So Snoop Dogg just like slides in the ring, hits a people's elbow and like wins the match just so like something would happen during the segment. So, nice. Wait, so yeah. Shane was like actually injured? Yeah, Shane actually came out and okay. like broke his ankle immediately. And they were just like, what are we going to do? And Snoop Dogg was just out there and just just did it, you know, so. That sounds kind of cool. 
Yeah. I mean, it was terrible. It was the worst people's elbow you've seen in your life, but it was, it was cool <laughs> that he, that he, you know, on the spot, you know, did that in front of 80,000 people. I mean, he is also like in his mid to late fifties at this point. Right. Yes. So sure. He's a grandfather. Um, Dog father. When did, uh, yeah, that too. when did, um, three, six mafia do, do that? Song? Mark uh, Henry's song. Mark Henry's song. Yeah. That would have, that would have been like the mid two thousands as well. Beat him up. Metal, right. Break his neck. Yeah, close enough. Beat him up. That song totally counts in that fucking. They go context, pretty hard. So counts. Beat him up. Break his neck. And when I was, and when I was, name uh the I can't believe I'm forgetting her name right now, but she just passed away. Gangsta Boo. Yeah, rest in Ooh. peace. The female rapper from Three Six. Oh yeah, Gangsta Boo. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. I think the last time I like had to po- posted that one, the Mark Henry one, listening to Three Six Mafia chant, "Beat him up, break his neck" on national TV. That is one of those moments where I have to imagine how many children injured themselves so bad like replicating these moves like we like i like again i was not in the culture at all but i mean how many kids were like oh yeah we could do the rock bottom can we do the rock bottom like go out to the backyard this grass right here that's fine we'll do rock bottom and like just put each other in the hospital oh absolutely that was that was a common occurrence amongst my generation of wrestling fans growing up i uh, many torture racks and and sharpshooters on our friends and sharpshooters how old are you steven i'm 34 Okay, so you're just a hair before my time. So I'm 41. Yeah. So yeah, that's you know, I was a big WCW fan growing up. That was like my company. And then uh um, you know, I've always been about 37 under this bright white hospital (laughs) light that I've got going here. I don't know why I'm going with the with the sharpest of colors, but it's making me look a little rugged. Let me flip that twice. There we go. Um, did you uh, you ever razor's edge any of your friends into a swimming pool, Stephen? Oh, absolutely. You to this to day, I still that. do that. Yeah, Describe you got to. Wait, what is that move? Describe it to it, me. The, it's uh, it's like a power bomb, except you're holding someone by the arms. Razor remote. Somebody on your back where you're back to back, and then just slam them shoulder first into the water. Yes, that's a good. Example yeah, it doesn't well. sound. It sounds like a bad idea. Sounds like a bad idea. Yeah. No, it I remember, is, dude. But not if even drunk. It's yes. the worst idea. But we do it every Fourth of July. I'll, I'll, I'll echo that sentiment and tell you not too long ago, we, you know, we're talking within the last few years, a friend of mine um, got drunk and decided to try to like, like we were kids, because these are like my childhood friends, got drunk and we're like in our 30s, uh, tried to torture rack one of our friends, like current day, and blew his knee out in front of all of us, had to go to the hospital. Oh. It was, it was hilarious. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my okay. life. Like a true yeah. wrestling fan, like from the that's a real attitude era way to go about it. You guys are just like this fucking knee. Look at yeah. this knee. You fucked up. You, you fucked, fucked up. up. <laughs> you fucked up. Yeah. Stop the damn match. Yeah. What I'm well, glad as a here family. is I gotta do as much stupid shit as I can while I'm still in my twenties and can recover. I'm trying Dude, to sprint. Get it I'm, out of listen, the way while you can. I'm running this one into the end zone, but I, I just remembered that his square is on the screen. We, we should chant wolf, 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 wolf. 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 I know you got a good question or two in there. Sure. I just want to note that the lone non-wrestler related album released by SmackDown Records came out in 2002 and it was Neurotica's self-titled album which is Kelly Schaefer's new metal band, Kelly Schaefer from Atheist. No one knows about that, right? We're all here. Here we go, baby. This is our Wolf wolf style research, baby. This was Zach. This is why we pay him the, the Bucks. <laughs> Can you spell that again? Yeah, it's neurotica. It's N-E-U-R-O-T-I-C-A. That is great. I've yeah, that definitely is... Kelly Schaefer. 
the uh, most final Jeopardy piece of trivia you could have pulled out. <laughs> Even, yeah. St- even Steven was like, Yeah, I was like, what are you talking about? That's totally cool. That's when I knocked down records. Released in 2002. Well, I do remember Smackdown Records. Project. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I'm just I'm gonna... joke. <laughs> you can't, but I do you can't remember. even click the album. The album's wicked. There is no like Wikipedia page for the album. Like, this is this is good That's one. Deep cut. Yeah. Also, Kelly Schaefer tried to be in Velvet Revolver. So, wait, is Kelly Schaefer a wrestler or is he just some dude? He was in the, the yeah, quintessential progressive thrash band atheist. So that's even weirder that they would have gone on to make a new album. Yeah, yeah. But Steven, I got a question for you. We've been talking sure. about the Fed and how it relates to new metal, but in my mind, the most new metal wrestling organization was ECW. Sure. Which, in your opinion, had more of a influence on new metal culture? Was it WWE or was it ECW? So that's a great question. Um, Not talked about ECW at all. So, but I can give you a pretty good answer that'll that'll kind of summarize what we need to about ECW in that time. None of what we're talking about in WWF for this era would have even happened had ECW not already have been doing a lot of what we're talking about. So they they took a lot of these ideas. So Paul Heyman was, for one, he just didn't give a fuck. So he was just going to use like licensed music, anyways. So. He, he was really big into making that synonymous with people's characters, like the Sandman being a really big example, obviously, with Enter Sandman and his, his, his entrance that everyone knows about um, and stuff like that. But I think ECW was the most... Um, I, 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 I think that was a really good thing you brought up, Wolf. Like, ECW was very new metal, um, very, I guess, like punk rock as well, like however you want to look at it. But they set the trend for what, what WWF like really blew up. If that makes sense, they 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 stole they really stole a lot from ECW. If I'm being honest about it, ECW Extreme Music released in 1998. This is this is very much more like a slightly maybe cooler or maybe more broke ass version of what the WWE would do. We got White Zombie on here, Kilgore, Megadeth, uh, Motorhead, Grinspoon, Anthrax. Really, just like the uncle of yours that had the pile of beer cans in the backyard next to the garbage can, like this was his fucking shit. You, you, we that all had sounds that. Sounds like my dad's CD rack right there. All those bands he names. Like you had an uncle that had a dartboard just somewhere. There was a dartboard in the house somewhere, and and there was a very small TV with an N64 in the basement. Like this was his jam. It was his place the 64, the PS1, and that's just my dad. Small crowd. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, it looks like. This is it too. I can't find another album that has to do with um. Oh, oh, and these aren't even these aren't even the bands. These are like some of these are like covers. Oh, Kilgore is a band that did the cover of Walk, and then you have like Anthrax covering Metallica. Oh, probably because they couldn't appre- uh, afford those. No, am I wrong? I mean, yeah. dude, you got you're like you're like you're like I'm not here to talk about ECW. Don't do this. Oh no, well no, so for Anthrax at the time, well, so what, they, what they would do was like. Um, it's similar to what you're talking about a little earlier, but ECW did it with like all of their stuff where they would just use licensed music for like everything. Um, there's this weird loophole. I, I, I don't know if you guys know how this works, but it, there's this weird loophole about like using music through house speakers versus through whatever the actual feed is. And a lot of companies will use that in pro wrestling to get around stuff. Like GCW currently does it with everything. Um, which is kind of like the modern day ECW um, right now. Are they on TV? I've never heard of them. Um, they're on, so they run, uh, they stream through Fight Plus, which is like a, okay. a monthly uh, a monthly uh, app. 
Um, but uh, they, they have put on great shows and they're, they're really kind of like the number three promotion right now, kind of like ECW was, but they do the same kind of thing where they use just all their stuff as licensed music, but their, their workaround is they're not actually playing it through a feed. So you're hearing the music, but you're hearing it like in the background, technically of their feed, like the but cameras if, picking it up. Exactly. The camera's picking it up. Not like whatever the, I guess the technical plug is whatever into the audio of the show. Um, or the broadcast. It's this really weird loop, loophole. The UFC does it as well, but their their problem is when they redistribute when they redistribute everything for the UFC, they have to dub over that because of these these laws. WWE ECWs didn't care. They were they were um, I mean they were super pivotal to this era. Once again, if if ECW didn't do what they did, WWF wouldn't have WCW wouldn't have. Um, there was a there was a really not known promotion that you guys could look into if you want to, from the early 2000s called Wrestling Society X. It was on MTV. I don't know if you guys remember this at all. It was, it was, I, I, it's kind of undescribable now and most of the roster has been canceled. So I don't want to like plug it too much because this is like years ago, but that was another one I'd recommend people look into as far as just like the idea of like trying to, because they do like live show, they do like a live concert like during the show, what and the, it was on MTV the, and is, stuff. What, the, what is this? Is this like the yeah. XFL but for wrestling? Yeah, it was called Wrestling Society. Yeah, X, no. was, they have yeah. fucking clips on here. Black oh, Label Society, Sparta, Quiet Drive, Good Charlotte, Jibs. They have motherfucking <laughs> Jibs performing. So the- yeah, they would they would have like these shows like. They, like these these performances while these wrestlers were out there but they but it was really goofy because they would have these gimmick matches where it'd be like actual piranhas surrounding the ring and you might get thrown into the piranhas or oh, or the or the, they had a casket match with vampiro once where vampiro the whole the whole the whole basically set exploded afterwards and stuff i, like, I know vampiro, the, new metal, I, his I know the ratings for this were so bad oh yeah like, absolutely because this, this had to have been like 2006 out. to 2010 ish, something around that time. I had to have been in college, I think, when this was going on, and it only lasted maybe a season or so of just a few episodes, and it, it never even played out on television. We never got to see the like finale or anything. I think it was just just on the DVD if if you wound up you know getting that kind of thing. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that's another one. That, that's another deep cut that a lot of people don't even know ever happened, but also involved music and wrestling. So. Oh man, yeah, you. Uh, oof, that was way down there. That's way down <laughs> there. I'm new metal. I'm excited um, looking into this. TNA didn't really do new metal. I, I don't think. Um, I'm sure there were some elements to it. They did do like dancing girls in cages when the show started, which was kind of, kind of like TNA. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, it's the name was a bit of a double entendre. Listen, it was, it was, it was a big double-edged sword as well because it drew in some fans, but it also like prevented a lot of people from checking out the product because they didn't know what they were tuning into so there's lots of full um, episodes of wrestling society x on youtube because obviously nobody fucking cares right oh no (laughs) they're not gonna (laughs) they're not gonna saddle up the lawyers to get wrestling society x pulled off of uh Mm -hmm. youtube no once again go into it similar to some of these conversations we've had earlier it's hard to glorify a lot of these people in current day but if you want kind of a a time capsule into the era we're talking about. Um, oh God, are you, people... are you making a forewarning? What are you doing? Oh, there's a lot of people in Wrestling Society X that are not involved in the wrestling business anymore because they've been canceled out of it. Yeah. Just can't win I mean, anything. Oh, every, or, yeah. every, every episode of this series is on here. Do you guys know the band Sparta? Yeah, they're uh, yeah, probably from the guy from Outdoor Driving. Yeah, they were Wrestling Society enough? X. Right? Can I post them close enough? 
No, they're uh, very emo proggy. I'm posting them. I'm posting them. I'm posting them. Is that the litmus test? Is that what y'all do? Like, if you're not <clears throat> sure what to post, you have like a little kind of like round table and no. Decide. He posted <laughs> no. fucking Taylor Swift last week. He posted they're whatever not, the fuck he wants. They are not involved in that decision at Kirk all. Kirk is judge, jury, and executioner. I will one. post things to spite these guys. And yeah. so, I mean, so now you, you, you son of a bitch, you got me looking into all this wrestling stuff. Now we got to talk about the weakest link WWF superstar uh, special. Yeah, I remember that one. Which I'm assuming yeah. is when a bunch of WWF guys were on the yeah, weakest link, which me. which Z knows nothing about. Oh, that yeah. Was, that that would have been before. Yeah. When that show was popular, that was <clears throat> one of the most insane cultural touchstones. People would be walking through the mall with shirts that said, You are the weakest link. Goodbye. You could buy coffee mugs. You could buy see, hats. See, was it, was it was like, like The Apprentice? You know, was it like, how popular no. was it really? At that time, it was huge because that was also still like pre all these like content options. Like TV was still big enough <clears throat> then that like everyone. There was a lot of those niche kind of shows that really blew up. Like, remember the Joe Schmo show? Yes. You know, there was these kind of shows that were like just really big for like just a really short amount of time and then just disappeared. Um, yeah, Aesop Rock quotes The Weakest Link in one of his songs. Which one? Yeah. Uh, Easy from Bazooka Tooth. I can't believe oh, okay. this channel. This channel, this yeah. channel is, this channel is. I don't know what the quote would be. But... This channel is insane. <laughs> but... This guy has done his due fucking diligence. We got Baywatch episode 137 with Shawn Michaels. We've got guest star yeah. China on Third Rock from the Sun. We got Family Feud, TNA Wrestling Week. That's on here. Like, like I think I put in work on New Metal. This guy's putting in fucking work. Wait, who's a count wrestling? This? Shout the channel out. We got the yeah. big show on Howard Stern. We Who got WDF Royal Rumble 1996, all 58 minutes. That's on here. I'm not telling you guys. I might need this <laughs> for myself. WWE Confidential, <laughs> The Stone Cold Story, Howard Stern Show, Sable Interview, The Rock vs. Triple H at WF SummerSlam promo. This is great. This is incredible. This is incredible. Uh, Steven, it's um, it's nostalgia mania is what it's is what the channel is called on on okay. uh, YouTube, which you think would be broader, but nope, just just the most dense wrestling nerd ash stuff ever. i think mania is the wrestling part in the name not knockout the movie starring steve austin released in 2011 whole movie hour hour and 30 <laughs> minutes they just put the whole fucking thing on here they're like they're like come get they're like come get it back in blood bro come come for me <laughs> to see what you and you know i won't stream anything wrestling related because i'm afraid that they're gonna come for me this guy's got knockout the steve austin movie whole damn thing on his youtube channel man what if like what if like all of copyright laws actually just broken and we're scared and we just don't know it. So as soon as I hop off this, we're going to stream WrestleMania X seven on Twitch. <laughs> Look, that's like the day, you know, like that's like, I've thought about that so many times. Like I could just put it on stream it, see how far I get, you know, like, like, like the lunatic. It's, like it's, like, it's like when you're, it's like when you're driving, it's like when you're driving, you start nudging over into the oncoming lane. You know, you think like, you you're like, I'm this close to death. I can do it. Have you guys had issues with that on the Twitter with like your copyright? I, I got I got I got hit for posting something wrestling related on Instagram. I've never gotten a copyright shot on Twitter over. Well, like you a, have a system on Twitter that maybe we shouldn't sell to the public. right? Oh, now. no, you don't need to get into the inner workings. Of it. But not even with like the new metal clips or any any other kind of content. You guys haven't had any issue with that. Oh, yeah, I've had okay. issues. OK, oh, was... I've had some issues. So <laughs> You know what? No, let's do it. So. We're a fucking hour and a half into this episode that I have to edit tonight. 
We're gonna, I'm, just, I'm purposely dragging this on. Like you, you guys, you guys made me sit through some uncomfortable <laughs> topics here. So now, now, now your editing is gonna be a pain in that. So this is gonna be a wrap from us here at the New Metal Agenda. I would like to thank Wolf for making out. I'd like to thank Cram for making out. I'd love to thank Z for making it out. Uh, I would really like to thank our guest Stephen for making it out and slugging it out for this entirety. And I'd like to thank, I'd like to thank me more than any of you, you fucks. I'd like to thank me for, for now being the one that has to go and make the rest and take this into the end zone. And I'm on the 10 yard line. Cause I could just hey, talk, talk one more for nothing. the road. If you cut that dead space where you were looking for that video out, this episode is perfect. I don't think so. Steven, do you want to wrap it up though, by telling the people where they can find you and sure. Yeah. Thanks again, guys, for having me on. This was a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Um, y'all can find me over at fightful.com. I do a show every Thursday morning. Uh, so you said this is coming out on on tomorrow, sometime in like the afternoon, maybe ish. And when 11, you guys hear this, eleven fifty nine p.m. Pacific Standard Time. <laughs> okay, cool. So actually, when y'all hear this um, or see this, is it is see? Is it both? So you can see me and hear me. I want both you to just discontinue money. what you're trying to do and move on because okay. I do not know when this okay. is coming out. Okay, sorry. Well, I'm gonna I'm, should I drive this on longer to make more to edit? Okay, so um <laughs> no, y'all, y'all can y'all can follow me um on fight. It's it's over at Fightful. I do a show called The Spotlight. It's every Thursday morning on youtube.com slash fightful. Um, we do interviews with professional wrestlers, uh, promoters, other fans, a whole bunch of stuff over there, and we talk about the world of pro wrestling. Got a big show. Uh, this week, there was WrestleMania. Cody Rhodes is my favorite wrestler. He lost the main event. It's uh, a lot to talk about tomorrow. Uh, so that's going on. You can follow me on Twitter at Fight Talk underscore. And uh, thanks again, guys, for having me on. All right. Thank you for being here and for putting up with our bullshit. No, this is fun. <laughs> for, for sure. Thanks so much. Make sure to always be listening to New Metal and have yourselves a wonderful night. Goodbye.